Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast for the week of April 7th, 2019. My name is Ron Harkins Jr. and I am here with my co-host Tony Carter and Valerie Vidmore. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. It's going. Oh, didn't know if you were talking to all of us. It's going. It, it was an open-ended question. Well, we'd like to welcome you to uh, the first of what we hope is a better format that's a little bit more easily digestible. Um <laughs> So uh, after a couple episodes, uh, touch, get in touch with us and let us know what you think. Um, on today's docket, we're going to talk about the news in the media world. We're going to talk about some new trailers, go and go back into our queue review and share some of our recommendations, preview our stew for next week. Yes, you heard that right, next week. Um, and then reach into our grab bag and talk about what's new and what's interesting. So first up, What's new in the world? <laughs> well, I've been hearing nonstop about Hugh Jackman playing Harold Hill in the Music Man revival, so he's leading that cast. Um, it's been on social media. It's been on BroadwayWorld.com, Playbill.com. So, Who's playing opposite him? I haven't found that out yet. I think they said it, but then they went back on it. So I can double-check that, right. but um, it's still amazing. I mean, he is Harold Hill. I mean, not he is, but I mean, you can he's see him showman. playing it. Yeah, you know what's funny? It. He was actually on a talk show, which I do not know the, the which one it was, but one of the, he actually um, one of his gifts was like one of his like little funny talents was that he could do the entire um, train scene of the Music Man, and so he does it on stage. That Jay Leno? I don't know, I but he does the whole thing, and he does everybody's part. And he gets faster and faster and does the whole thing. So it's kind of cool that he gets to be Harold Hill. Sutton Foster is his. Yeah, oh, of course. Okay, that sound like it was somebody, somebody named of it on you. So. She's everybody. She's everywhere. And uh, yeah, she's cool. I haven't gotten to meet her, but I've gotten to meet her, meet her brother, Hunter, over at Jiva. Hunter Foster. Hunter Foster. Oh, he's that's married, right. He's married to Jen Cody. I saw actress. a show with him in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he also directed um, Million Dollar Quartet. And now he's the artistic oh. director in Syracuse. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. He's a really good dude. All right. This is pretty slow news week. I think so. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, the only short um, news I have in the uh, superhero back alley that I'm going to call it now, not the superhero corner, because I'm getting shamed for my superhero talk, even though I've kept it quite short. We have. Um, the Avengers Endgame tickets uh, came out the other day and subsequently broke AMC's site, put Fandango oh. into a Q-weight really? line of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, oh it took me about an hour to get my tickets, but we got tickets for opening night. So um, Congratulations. Um, it's three hours? It's a three-hour-plus runtime. We're not doing intermission, are we? I haven't heard. I've been I don't hearing. think so. Where are you going to see it? Are you going to go We're going out? to Cinemark. Yeah. Man. The um, IMAX is in 3D, so I'll have to wait until they show that in 2D and go back and see it over there. Okay. But it's at it's the same theater. It's just yeah. If I'm going to see a big movie, I'll still see it in the in the that theater, just right? Because it's got the best setup for me. So, however, there is boatload of trailers that came out this week. What we got. See, I'm going to start with the one that caught my attention the most, and then we're going to go down from there. Um, <laughs> So the first one was Stockholm. Um, that one has uh, Ethan Hawke and Mark Strong in it. And it's basically the crazy story about why we call Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome Stockholm Syndrome. And it's just a zany, crazy, I wouldn't say black comedy, but just comedy. It's just Ethan Hawke's just off the rails. 
And to me, the trailer just had the energy and fever pitch of hilarity and some serious moments, but it should be good. I mean, Ethan is trying to spread his wings more. So this is, I think, his film after First Performed, which we talked about, I think, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he was not nominated, but the screenplay was, and that was kind of weird. But He should have been nominated. <laughs> Soon, he will. Um, after that, we have The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is a indie film. A24 is putting that one out, and that one is, just looks beautiful to me. Like, the music choices, Danny Glover's in that. That's the only name I can actually pick out of that film. Um, but it just has a beautiful visual style to it, as well as just everything comes together. And The Last Black Man in San Francisco is about a young man, um, black man, who his grandfather built a house in Mission Hill, San Francisco, Mm-hmm. And how gentrification kind of makes it where his house goes from being not as expensive to being a million dollar house. And right. his grandson's trying to get the house back. Um, it's really crazy, but good. Interesting. Then I saw Joker, which Ron uh, sent me a, a link to and I think it looks fantastic. It does. Okay, um, I wanna I just go ahead. Go ahead. I'm an, I'm an interrupter. No, no you're go fine. Ahead. Um I yeah, I I didn't know what to think about this from the beginning, having Joaquin attached to it. Right. But when they said that they were, you know, is it Robert De Niro or Martin Scorsese or somebody is attached with this, um, and that they were going to go with that very mobby, like down and gritty uh, origin story, I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting. And we got, we've been seeing pictures being released for the last three months. That we're all kind of like, well, that's kind of different. Right. And now we finally get the trailer and I'm just like, I'm on board. I think it looks great. It's different from any Joker that we've had portrayed right. yet on screen. It's got a completely different feeling. It doesn't feel like it's attached to Right. That's what I like about it. There it is the one line about Gotham. Right. And other than that, it's just guy's descent into madness, madness yeah. insanity. And Admittedly, I just watched it. Um maybe five minutes ago. Um, it's a gorgeous, yeah. it's a gorgeous trailer. Right. I mean, I love the, the coloring and the, the, gr- the, the coloring. And I was agreeing with him about walking as I go. I don't know about this, but he, he had basically won me over. That sounds ridiculous. By oh, the end of the trailer, I was won over. I love the music that they use. Smile. The smile. I love the lighting. I thought some of the shots were gorgeous. I love, the, they just keep coming in. The scene with him going up the stairs at the beginning and then coming down the yeah. stairs at the end as the Joker, I'm just like, oh, <sighs> man. Did they you get did that locked some... and loaded moment that they had? I mean, my dad calls it that, what you call it too, but they didn't use guns, but they used his feet. Like the, the punctuating mm-hmm. the moment, that was pretty. My dad said, wow, now I want to see this. My dad doesn't like watching trailers, but he said, Joaquin stomping on stairs and then just walking that casual stroll in the hallway. It he said, this may be great. better than Jack Nicholson. I'm like, well. Well. Jack was his own. Joker. That was a totally different type of movie. Tim Burton, but yeah. I, I think it's just, I think we're going to be, you know. I'm excited. You're going to have I, Jack, you're going to have Heath, and I think we may end up with Joaquin. Just like three fantastic portrayals of Joker of Joker that I really don't like have to overlap. And they actually all exist. And that's the great thing about if somebody can take the same character. Like Batman, just like he either you know, just all over the place, but with Joker. Well, we don't know his origin. Joker's such a paradox. We don't know who he is, where he came from, and this is trying to explain, and we don't know. We just know he had a bad day, maybe. Maybe he didn't, but this is trying to give him an origin story, and I'm glad that Batman is not really in it. But there are a lot of Charlie Chaplin moments. There are a lot of Taxi Driver references because the director is the same one, and it's just going to (laughs) all tie together. Definitely watch the trailer. Yeah. Watch the trailer. Uh, I got a couple of obscure ones for you guys out there again. Uh, Rafiki is a uh, Kenyan or Nairobian love story between two women. Mm-hmm. And just so you want a heads up on that, in Kenya and in most places in Africa, uh, homosexuality is still a, a crime. So you can be arrested for it. So that's detention to the young women being in love with each other. It's very urban, very poppy, and uh, kind of like Divines. But this is in. Oh, okay. There's no French, it's just all English spoken. We covered the divines in an earlier episode. Yes, favorite movie I think from the French in a long time. This does not have anything to do with Lion King. No, it does not. <laughs> Rafiki actually means friendship, and I know. <laughs> just so you guys know, a little tidbit on that. So. I saw Rafiki, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> uh, and then I have my last one is the best of enemies. 
um, which is Sam Rockwell and Taraji Henson. I saw that. Um, I read the novel some time ago, and the trailer was like, wow. And I think Sam can really do no wrong now. I think Sam is really spreading his wings, too, and trying to do things that I think are more socially relevant. Except that this is sort of the same type of... This is a, uh, you know, cookie-cutter, feel-good, topical thing in society. Let's make a film about it kind of thing. But the difference is that this is about a time when... This is a short story, short, long story. It's about two different people, a black woman and a a white man in the charged, racially charged South, North Carolina, Durham. And there are a lot of riots going on about integrating schools. And we have the Ku Klux Klan wizard and we have a black woman, civil rights activist, being forced to work together and kind of help their both sides come to understanding about what's going on and why the schools need to be integrated. And at some point, spoiler alert, they become friends because they realize that their children are both being insulted and ridiculed. He's poor, dirt poor, and his being in the Ku Klux Klan means that people are looking at him weird. And then we have her over here who's civil rights and pro rights for everyone. And they become to understand that they are kind of the same. They're fighting different sides, but at the end of the day, he leaves his clan membership to the dust. And they're friends. I mean, she gave his eulogy at his funeral. That was oh, not really? so long ago. So that shows you how things have changed a lot. Okay. Um, that's it for me for trailers. I mean, I have a lot there. I'm sorry. But no, you. that's great. YouTube is my friend. I just want to give a shout out to, um, what's her name in that? Uh, Tar, Tar, Taraji. Yeah. Taraji? Yeah. She um, looked fantastic. She has been on fire, just like knocking movie after movie and like really great roles. And I just remember watching the TV show that she was on with. Um, you can describe it. I would tell you what it is if you. Yeah, I, that's I was just trying to look up, but I think her name is spelled wrong in there. Give me a second. Um, man, 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 man. But she, I, she's one of those actresses that is in lots of things, but at this moment, I can't pull up her name. You know what I mean? Um, Empire. There's, there's a lot of... Uh, no, she was on... Person of Interest. Division. Person of Interest. She was on Person of Interest, so the first thing I saw her on. And at that time when she was on, it was also one of the best written shows, and I was just like, you're caught in everything. And everybody from that show has gone on to done something or has been in something, and she just took off from there. She went she went straight from there into Empire and then from Empire she was in Hidden Figures. She was in this movie and um a couple other big ones uh recently. And that's just it's awesome to see somebody just take a role and just start running like that. Um one of the uh trailers that popped out to me was uh Dead Don't Die. It's got um Is that Jim's film? It's got Bill Murray. Jim's film. Jim Jarmusch. Um, yeah. I don't know if I, I... I watched it twice back to back, and I just couldn't... What? I couldn't get a feel of what it was trying... I mean, was it trying to be funny funny or just awkward funny? I couldn't. I think it's it... supposed to be awkward funny. Okay. It's supposed to be like, how do these two bumbling, you know, police officers and the people that are surviving, how do they deal with that? But it's, you know, it's got some f- fun character actors um, Driver through it. You know, Adam Driver and Bill Murray as your basically leads, and then like some really funny comedic actors popping up as zombies. Um, Basically zombies. (laughs) Okay. Zombies come in and they start eating, but the zombies uh, retain whatever they were in life. Like, you know, one of them was like, they were into wine. They drank a lot of wine. Okay. And so when they come back, that's what she wants is wine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, but it, you got to watch the trailer. It's funny. It, you know, it may not be your kind of humor, but Tilda's it's my kind of humor. I'm gonna it's, watch it it's Shaun name. of the Dead style humor, right? In terms of zombie life. Bill movie. Murray is a uh, it's somebody that I go to the theaters for. Um, and then uh, another one. I'm not going to talk much about it. I just that uh, scary <laughs> stories to tell in the dark. Um, Guillermo del Toro is attached to this, but he's I as know. an executive producer. Okay. Um, this is directed. By oh, there was a horror film that came out in October. That is the guy who directed this. Um, is it the abduction of something? Yeah, I can't remember. Anyways, see the trailer, make your up your own mind. I'm kind of on the fence about it. I am not on the fence. Um, I think it looks awful. 
Um, it reminds me of Tales from the Crypt, except not Tales from the Crypt. I don't know. You know, maybe it's very possible that somebody put together a really bad trailer. Trailers really sell movies. I, and the, I was going to do that. That was actually what I was going to do when I went to college. But I switched. So, uh, yeah. I hope that it's better than the trailer is. Yeah. We shall see. I was hoping that... I'm I'm still hoping, holding out hope that Guillermo del Toro had more of an influence on that movie instead of just waving some money. This is a book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're just taking it from the book. Um, and then there was one more trailer that you posted earlier this week, Anthony. Tomorrow Man. With John Lithgow and Blythe Danner. Yes. That's the film that was uh, shot locally here, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks good. Um it does look good. Um, I, that's, go ahead. I was the one that said it was like, this is right up my alley. So from what I'm taking on the film, there we have two estranged, not in a sense of like together, but there are two people who are different sides. We have John's character who is kind of an eccentric, who is a survivalist, who's collecting things in a storage unit <laughs> in his garage. And then we have Bly's character who's, I forget what she, she had a quirk too, but... Two quirky people, older people, finding each other in a grocery store, falling in love, and then kind of navigating their older years together, trying to figure out what's worth living for and what's worth holding on to. She seems like she's a little hard to get. She's, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because, I mean, Bly's doing a lot of these kind of characters. Like, she was in a film um, by Brett Haley a couple of years ago, which is I'll Remember You in My Dreams, which is kind of the same character. Your favorite guy, Sam Elliott, was in that film opposite her. <sighs> So, um, I must write this down. <laughs> I'll send you a link to it. Um, Please but yeah, do. it was uh, very interesting. And it's a very, again, independent film, very low key, but a woman trying to find something to attach herself to because she's older and wanting to have hope, I guess. Uh, but yeah, this kind of reminded me of this a lot. I don't okay. Know. Well, I, 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 I'm definitely going to go see it. Um, the only one, you guys took all my trailers, and I was slow to this, so I apologize. I was focusing so much on other things uh, about the show. But uh, Amazing Grace, uh, it's about Aretha Franklin and the recording of the Amazing Grace album in 1972 uh, that was in a church. They didn't say what the church was. It says a church in South Los Angeles. Um, and man, did they sell this thing on the trailer. They have the, you know, you know where they have um, movies that they have um, little things that they have uh, cut out of reviews that flash up there for like two seconds and then they're gone. And they held them up there for 10 seconds. Yeah. These were like huge, you know, get ready. Don't bring, you know, don't bring Kleenexes, bring towels, you know, like how, you know, and, you know, from very, um, yeah, like, Billy Bob's magazine says. Yeah, but no, but these <laughs> are really, well, really, really, really. But, tiny yeah, print. I know. But these are very well known um, critics, or yeah. So I think that I think it sounds it sounds like it's going to be a good one. If you're an Aretha fan, I I would probably go. I was kind of con- concerned because I didn't understand. At, at the beginning that okay we're recording what this song song I did look it up so it is an hour and 27 minutes so it actually is the the album, album. so right. there you go um, and there were a bunch of other trailers that popped up this week we're just not going to run through them but um, kind of ones that we've already gone through but they've received new trailers yeah um, John Wick 3's got a new trailer Avengers got a brand new trailer um, a couple other ones like that so yeah. I think Toy Story 4 got a new trailer. Um, so we've gone out there. Those are the, some of the key ones that we looked at this week. Um, so now rolling into our queue and review and recommendations. So last show I talked about um, I was going to go see Dumbo. Um, I did see that, but we're going to talk about that in our stew. Um, I was going to go see Alita, but I did not. The one show that I, or the movie that I did actually get a chance to see um, over the last couple of weeks was Shazam and Shazam is a surprise, surprise superhero movie. 
Um, <laughs> it is two hours and 12 minutes long. It stars Zach Levi, Mark Strong, and Jimon Husso, and plenty of other unknown or lesser known characters from that show that you watched. Um, basically, what Shazam is, is there's a orphaned uh, teenager that bounces around from house to house, gets put into a foster home with a bunch of other foster kids. And in the process of this, he gets whisked away to um, uh, a wizard named Shazam and uh, becomes Billy Batson. It's a sort of convoluted story, but basically as a teenager, if he yells the word Shazam, he turns into this adult life superhero um, that in the movie really doesn't have a name and actually works out for some really good laughs because um, his teenage friend um, keeps trying to give him new names. And so it looks funny. It's it Very. is funny. Uh, Zach Levi is one of my my favorite like comedic actors. And if you were to pick two people off a list that who could um, who could actually be an adult person but is embodies the kid. Mm-hmm. It would be Ryan Reynolds and Zach Levi. I think those are two of the characters that just mm-hmm. like, they're a kid living in an adult body. They are the embodiment of big. Um, and so I think Zach Levi in that uh, role, fantastic. I mean, he- Jim Carrey can do that too. Yeah, really? I think those I days really are can. past him. Oh, okay, you're right, maybe. But he used to do a really I, yeah, good I th- job. Yeah, I think like, you know, during his ace and turret years. I think we're too old in the tooth now. Long in the tooth? Yeah. Long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. Um, but yeah, so you, that's what you have is like this kid living in an adult body with superhero powers, learning that like, oh, I have superhero powers. What are these superhero powers? Da, 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 da. And in the background, you have Mark Strong playing the supervillain, Savannah, who basically gets control of the deadly sins, the seven deadly sins, and tries to basically take over the world while the process of Shazam is, you know, learning his powers and all leads up to the end of them fighting each other and things going a little bit wonky. On its own, it's a funny film. There are many funny parts. There's a lot of allusions to a lot of the TV shows and movies from our 80s. Big was one of the ones I already mentioned. There was actually a scene with the two of them, the villain and superhero, on a piano. And you're like, oh, it's the scene from Big. And then he blasts him through the wall into into the mall. Um, However, the movie is two hours and 12 minutes long. And it is definite that they cut out a lot because the plot is all over the place. There are things that happen at the end of the movie that I'm like, well, they, that's not how I would have ended the movie. All of a sudden you enter in like the Shazam force. Um, I forget what they're called actually in the comics, but basically all of his foster family friends get the Shazam powers and that's how they defeat the deadly sins instead of it being Shazam and him. And um, I'm still mixed because there is the, uh, other half of this um, is one we're still going to have to wait for is Black Adam. And Black Adam is The Rock is playing Black Adam. And Black Adam is uh, Shazam's um, biggest rival. And okay. so instead of it being Black Adam that he fought in this movie, they chose Savannah as the character. And so now we have to wait for a Black Adam movie to happen because it's going to be an origin story before we can see the two of them battle each other. So... Yeah, it's just kind of all over the place for me. Did it work as a independent from the DC Universe movie? Yeah, they did tie it in though. Um, so hmm. there's that. Um, yeah, I would say I, that I, I, I recommend you if you're a superhero and you want something fun, a superhero lover, and you want something fun, go see it. Um, it's not for the everybody out there. I would say that if you're not a superhero person. Um, I mean, I just, I don't know much about them. Um, watch the, watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. It actually might get you to go. Yeah. It's got tons of laugh out loud moments to me mm-hmm. that were just like, oh my God, I, you know, that's hilarious. And it played to Zach Levi's strengths a lot. Like his just rambling like a bumbling idiot at times. But 
plot wise and storyline, I'm just like, I'm verging on, I think Suicide Squad had a better plot. Mm. But that I think is a product of, they just cut so much out of this movie that all of a sudden you're left with, well, how did, and and then the movie's over and you're like, well, Uh, okay, that was a cheap way out of the movie. So yeah, there I go. All right. Longer than I wanted to talk, but there you go. Do you mind if I go? Go ahead. Okay. So, um, (laughs) my cue last week was Dumbo, which again, I'm going to talk about next show. Greta, I did go see. I don't need to talk about it. It wasn't, yeah, that's all I can say if you want. Yeah, no. Um, I was really disappointed in Greta. That was really disappointing. Anyway, and then um, can you forgive me? Still have not seen it. But the movie that I did go see, I know. Oh, it's it's right, on my queue. It's I right, just haven't seen it's it It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. I just haven't seen it. But the movie that I did go see was The Mustang. Um, and it actually... Uh, I have not even heard about this. Because, well, it was actually released and limited... In March 15th, it's like in March 15th, limited. Um, so it was at an, it was at like an indie house. Was that at Little? It was actually at Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I went to go um, see it because, um, okay, I like movies with horses in them. That is what. <laughs> oh man, I thought this was Mustang the car. I'm like, no, she's going and seeing it about a car. Um, yeah, and it was a woman director. I was very intrigued, and Robert Redford kind of helped us start going. He's just an executive. He's an executive producer, but he has nothing. It's not really. It's weird because I can see '80s Robert Redford in a movie about a horse. And uh, Jane Fond, it's called the Electric Electric Horseman. It's goofy, but I own it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the screen, uh, play was written by a few people. She actually, years before, um, the director, um, found this subject, this, the subject and studied it for years about, um, the rehabilitation powers of animals, uh, animal therapy in prisons. And she wrote, uh, she had a first short called Rabbit. But that's what led her to do the Mustang. Uh, so leading into it, the Mustang is about Roman Coleman, who um, was played by Matt. Oh my gosh, Matthias Schoenarts. Is I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. Matthias. Um, <clears throat> yeah, M- Matthias. Matthias. Yeah. See, I already screwed that up. I'm so sorry. That would be my pronunciation <clears throat> that I've heard of it. And um, he portrays he portrays a violent convict uh, who's given a chance to participate in a rehabilitation therapy program. Um, this happens in rural Nevada, and right off the bat, you have. A title informing us that there are a hundred thousand Mustangs that are wild still roaming the U.S., but their numbers are dwindling because they're privatized and animals are captured or even euthanized. Um, however, as I write in the movie theater, <laughs> I take my little book and write down that uh, the opening shot is just of the wild Mustangs, and it's gorgeous. As they're running, I mean, you can see their breath. It's just, it, they're beautiful shots. And then, of course, one minute you start hearing the sound of a helicopter. They start running and they end up hurting them into trucks and getting them to the local prison um, to uh, do this program. And in the program, they have the horses auctioned off. So it's actually a nice thing for both Um, We meet Roman, the first shot of Roman is actually in isolation. Uh, And he uh, is getting prepared to go into general population. So he gets in there, uh, like um, the one line he says to the psychologist was just Connie Britton, just kind of thrown in there, was I'm not good with people. 
which is a great foreshadowing thing. So he gets in there, and um, when he goes outside, he sees there's a Mustang. They have a horse that's in a shack. Basically, I feel like here we have, you know, this this horse is mad as hell. They say to get get away from him. He's not going to work out, and he is mad as hell, and he's in a, you know, place he doesn't want to be in. Um, so um, actually we have uh, the guy who is running the program is Miles, who's played by Bruce Dern, who's fantastic, and he becomes part of the program. Become, it takes a long time. He and the horse become connected. Uh, his daughter comes to see him. He has lots of anger. Uh, she has lots of anger against him. And we see him change again, this rehabilitation. You see this with the, with the horse. Uh, I know that we share spoilers, but I'm not going to um, because the last third of this movie is a tearjerker. And, uh, but I will say that you do end up with um, hope as a lot of uh, heart in it. And they're just these broken creatures, but, but I, I would say go see it. I think you will be surprised by how much you enjoy this movie. Is it a movie worth seeing in theaters or is it a movie just a w- worth waiting? I think that the, the, the shots, I mean, I liked the shots in, in the movie theater. Um, I say go see it in the movie theater. I, I think that the close-ups, I feel like you're more, it's, a, it's because it's such an intimate movie about, you know, a relationship being um, made, I think you should see it in the movie theater because that would bring that closer to you. Okay. Anthony. So, um, let's see, Santa Clarita Diet season three dropped and uh, Ron shared that with me. I mean, I already knew, but it's good to know. And uh, I had it on my queue for a long time. And then he dropped a bomb that Gordon. Yeah, our friend Flynn from Timeless <laughs> is in season three, so you know I had to rush and see it because of that. Um, Gordon's a great actor. I first saw him in ER, and ever since I've been following his career, which led me to Timeless, and now rushing to see uh, Santa Clarita's Diet season three. Um, so a lot of things have happened since season two. I'm not going to go into that because you guys should have watched it and you've had enough time to watch it. So, but I'm going to talk about season three, which I um, just decided to watch it all in one day and hurt my brain in the process. <laughs> but it was a good time. Um, so basically, uh, Sheila and Hubby are recovering from their almost running away from life and taking their daughter Abby with them and uh doesn't go so well. They're back home, comfy. And... They decide to open their own real estate firm by themselves called Solo. And uh, Sheila drops the big bomb of, hey, do you want me to turn you to a zombie so we can be together forever and ever and ever and you never die and that kind of thing? And that's the shadow hanging over the whole season. Is he going to allow her to, uh, Timothy Olyphant's character, allow her to turn him into a zombie? And the whole time he's thinking about the pluses and minuses. And it's not like, you know, oh, this is bad because I am going to be undead. It's more like he comes to the conclusion that I don't want to be a different person than I am. So he doesn't want his personality to change, which is why he's kind of holding off on it. Um, Abby and Eric, her next-door neighbor friend, best friend, um, are debating since you know their fracking explosion from last season, deciding whether they want to be a couple or not the whole season and figuring out where they belong in each other's lives. So that's kind of cute to see. Um, a lot of cameos. There's another timeless cameo in this series uh, toward the latter half of the season three. Uh, Malcolm Barrett, who played Rufus, shows up, which is always phenomenal to see. Um, just all around, the season is just really tight and concise, and it's a lot of laugh-out-loud moments, a lot of weirdness, and a lot of humor we're very familiar with. Um, I'm not sure if I can should spoil the ending or not. Should I? I mean... If you do, I, I lose out, but yeah. I, I haven't finished watching the season Do you want to so. know? Should I wait? I yeah. would wait. I think yeah. get, get people to go It's a to streaming it. series, so... Get to watch it. <sighs> Just know the ending is kind of like, oh. Uh, and, um, yeah. I don't know. Goran's character, I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, it a lot. In the, in the way that you feel like 
season three is the wrap up of it, or is it yeah, like there's going to be a season four? I'm hoping it's a season four. But if not, it's good. It ended well. <clears throat> but if there's a season four, I'll be all for it. I really am because they can cancel two of my favorite shows. But um, sorry, that was mean. Um, but yeah, I think Gorn did a really good job playing the uh, Serbian military soldier. So he's actually on a timeless assignment. Yeah. <laughs> He went back in time to, or went forward in time to stop the uh, zombie zombie zombies. It's just Gorn is just is just so matter of fact and just so funny, and he's just so talented, and just he plays the sharp military man very well. And his death was very unfortunate, but very not comedic, but appropriate. Um, Eric and Tim's relationship kind of works well together in a way that I like it. (laughs) But yeah, this the whole. Everything just comes together. I mean, even their rivals, Joel, you know, Mikhail's character, the rival royalty family couple, just daggers, but they're funny daggers and um, not actual daggers, because to clarify. But yeah, I would say watch it. I'm sorry this is a short review, but I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. You have to watch it without me telling you. It's just that good. Um, Again, people who like Timeless, you're going to see a lot of Timeless references because we're dropping a lot of Timeless actors and kind of jump and went to work on Santa Clarita, which is kind of weird. And if you haven't seen Timeless, Valerie, you should watch it. I know. But, uh, yeah. And I'm getting Timeless on DVD when it comes out because, you know, I'm that kind of person. Season one and two are already out, but three, I'm waiting for the bundle. Um, yeah, I'm just talking about two different shows. But, yeah, Santa Clarita Diet, awesome. Please watch. And binge, because, you know, if you can binge six episodes, four episodes, five episodes at a time, do that. Because breaking How up, long are the episodes? Like 26, 36 minutes each. Okay. It's okay. like a Bite size. Wow. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, I, I, I just sat down one day, I'm like, look, I'm just going to watch all of them. I don't care. And I got a headache after it, but it was Holy worth it. Holy crap. Yeah. You have to do with that show. It's just, they just, you can't, like, I'm going to go to sleep now. It's just one of those weird things, like, I just got to finish it. I I fully endorse the go watch Santa Clarita Diet. Um, so yeah, we uh, so we got Santa Clarita Diet. We've got Mustang, and we've got Shazam. Mm. Um, so now let's reach into our grab bag. Let's see what's new out there. Um, one of the new things that came out this week, uh, or is, was announced this week, is Apple TV, TV Plus is going to be debuting this fall. Um, that's Apple TV's streaming service. And what they also introduced is that they have like 90 shows in production right now. Hmm. So when they release, they're going to be a ton of stuff. And they kind of did a sneak preview of some of it, and some of it looks really good. So I'm looking forward to being an Apple TV person and subscribing to it. Um, new in theaters, we got Best of Enemies. Mm-hmm. Anything else new in theaters that popped into your attention? April, well, April 12th, I'm seeing, what is our date today? Today is the 7th. So April 12th, you have uh, Hellboy coming up. Mm. Yep. And a whole bunch of, some some, lots of movies that I had not heard of. But if you know them, Little is coming out and Missing Link. Little is actually good. I read the screenplay for that, so. And, um. Uh, the rest of them are limited. So yeah, there's a lot of limited movies, and I think that's kind of in preparation because the big boy comes out on April 26th, and after is coming out. After have, yeah, the and only I, one that I really heard about aside from Hellboy was Best of Enemies, and even that's on I think limited release as well. Um on n- <laughs> on Netflix. But, oh, that's oh, the I'm next sorry. section. I'm sorry. that was just in theaters. Just the theater stuff. Lo siento. All right. So that's all the theater stuff? I think so. Um, so the new originals and streaming. Uh, we've got a couple here. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Valerie. No, go ahead. You can go ahead with yours. All right. Um, so Sabrina uh, Part 2 comes out on Netflix. Um, a new show called Our Planet. If you're familiar with... Um, Planet Earth. Or Planet Earth. Sam Our Dar- Planet is supposed to be better, though. It is. Um, Same narrator, but yeah. And it's got... Uh, Richard Attenborough? Mm-hmm. I heard his voice in the preview. Interesting. Um, but I think I, I heard that they're more of a little bit more of a message with the our planet than yes. the other one. Planet Earth. Um, another one that looked interesting was Special. Um, it's, yeah, that's another one on Netflix. Uh, on Hulu, Cloak and Dagger. 
uh, just started their series for season two, and a Netflix movie Highwaymen starring Kevin Costner and... Um, You're talking about um, what's his name? Yes, it's the one Woody about Bunny Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. I think we mentioned that on our last we show, did. but it's finally it's out on high Landed. on now. So that's the new original streaming that I have for this week. I had on here um, what's the, Brie Larson's director of debut was on Netflix. Uh, Unicorn. Unicorn. Yes, yep. with Sam Jackson in our with her. I Unicorn store. I couldn't yes. tell from the ad if I want to watch it or not. I want to watch it because Sam is in it. Being yeah. weird. So. And it's Bree's directorial debut. You like women directors. There you go. It's their first film, feature My film. My daughter seemed to like it. They look so. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a, a Netflix, another Netflix film, <laughs> which they coming out on uh, the 12th, which I think it's hilarious that they, at first they say not to be confused with Bird Box or A Quiet Place. It's called The Silence. It's another hor- horror movie, <laughs> which is kind of, I, I like horror movies and you know, I try to find good ones. We'll see if that one's a good one. And um, some of them, I don't know about Netflix. The Perfect Date, I don't know about that. But that's coming out on the 12th as well. And then uh, I have Hulu, um, which actually came out with a... Where is my stuff? Oh, um great i'm having technical difficulties but hulu came out with one called the act and it is about the girl who was um being poisoned by her mother her mother kept her sick forever it's actual true story kendra had me watch it it was terrifying and um because i'm having technical difficulties of nothing in front of me so um Patricia Arquette is the mother. She's fantastic in it. Uh, and it is a, I think it's a miniseries. So I'm not sure how many, um, but this is a true story. Did you hear about it in the news? See, I did not either. And she thought, well, it's just a huge story. I think it's. I know there was one I thought it was a mother feeding her son. This, is, a, this is the daughter. Yeah, it's the daughter. Um, it's the mother-daughter relationship. Mm. And, <clears throat> sorry, it's got how many stars, how many episodes does it have? It's, it doesn't say how many episodes. But I, it's disturbing. Um, she has, she tries to tell her that... Um, She's not the same age she is. It's really disturbing. And she ends up killing her mother. Um, and she's in prison now doing, uh, she had, well, she had help. Um, a boyfriend, which I haven't gotten to, but that's the Hulu disturbing thing. That's the big rage, I guess, with the 23 year olds, uh, is the act, which I think March 2nd is when it hit. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, also, a couple other ones. Um, Tick season two. Um, I thought the first season was really good. That's now out on Amazon. And also, Hannah season. I don't know why I put season two. <laughs> it was supposed to be a a not season two. Hannah is now out on Amazon as well. Okay. Um. Uh, some new on TV. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And also for um, music and dance lovers, Fosse Sam. with Sam and Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Um, that is the ninth, I think, is when that opened. I think so, yeah. So Tuesday. You're watching that too. Yeah. Um, it looks fantastic. I think it looks really good. Sam looks so scary. <laughs> the, the, I think it's the baldness. I think it's that the part in his hair, just everything. Just. I mean, at the Oscars, he was bald. But at you seeing him in this personality, just I don't know, it just really blew me away completely. Yeah. Um, no, anything in Kids Corner? In Kids Corner, I um, I don't really have anything in Kids Corner. Honestly, I didn't focus on Kids Corner this week. I'm so sorry, kids, mm. um, because my kids didn't really watch TV this week, <laughs> and I wasn't looking at anything. Um, I have books. 
um, some books that are coming out. Well, um, some one just that came out April second. Uh, You'd be mine by Aaron Hahn. This is just for I'm throwing it out there for the people that who love to star is born and they like this type of book. It's an end. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into that, but if you like the stars born, I guess then you'll like that. Um, and then we have the upcoming titles for the week of the eight of April 15th, which is, um, redemption, which is David Baldacci's, somebody say Baldacci's book. He's actually, uh, a well-known writer that I cannot say his name. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I noticed that the, she is a comedian that has her own show and she cusses a lot. And she drink, she used to drink. She's blonde. Somebody give me her name. Give me more information. Chelsea. Chelsea. Comic or Chelsea? Chelsea. Nobody knows this. Handler. Yes, I think it's Chelsea Handler. Okay, her book is coming out this week too. So she she has been her last books have flown off. Um, there is um one that's called Fast Break. And it has this huge thing. It says National by Derek Jeter. Is that possible? Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, and that's also coming out. And then we have, I think that is all I have that looked like it was going to be interesting uh, out there. Okay. Um, oh, Nora Roberts. I'm sorry. Nora Roberts has l- a luring a lady and it's coming out. There you go. I'm done. Okay. Um, bunch of new music came out. Um, the only one that kind of falls in my circle in the alt rock world and cinema score world is uh, Billie Eilish has her new album out. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Um, highly recommended by my daughter. So She's 14 going on 15, so she's kind of got her finger on the pulse of the music world now in that, but at least she's going away from pop, pop music. (laughs) Um, In terms of uh, games out there, I'm more of a story and character-driven in terms of the games I play. However, the one sports game that I do play is a baseball game called MLB The Show, and they just released uh, last Thursday. And so I've been playing that for the past week and we've been enjoying it. The character um, animations are off the charts. The improvements are insane and it's been enjoyable. So I had music. You got some music. I did. I do. Uh, um, (laughs) Cause you have to throw out some of the Sarah Barrialis has amidst the chaos. I don't listen to her, but a lot of people do. And so she's got a movie. And of course, Dustin Reba McIntyre, Stronger Than the Truth, came out. That is his number one gal. So he loves loves her, her. And then I think the rest of them, I'm sure that somebody younger than me would would know. But I, those are the ones that, oh, Brooks and Dunn. Sorry, I'm not a fan of theirs either, but a lot of people are again. Reboot is coming out. I don't know why I keep saying I'm not a fan of somebody. That's kind of rude. It's your opinion. You can be not a fan. I know, but still, it's just rude. That's how I bring it out. And that's it. That's what I have. If I'm not a fan about them, I just don't talk about them. (laughs) Yeah, you just show, you have like this thing about like you're hanging yourself in the background very silently. No, I just wouldn't have brought them up. (laughs) <laughs> well, I am because Dustin most loves her. There's okay. Listen, I'm from I am from Kansas. Let's remember, and we've got. Oh, lots I, of I grew up with parents that all they do is listen to country music. So, so you gotta, you gotta bring up. I the don't queen have of to country. bring it up. Well, I am bringing her up. I like Reba. <sighs> all right. Um, so that wraps up today's show. 
Um, our stew is going to be in our next show. We're going to be talking about Tim Burton and his movies and his latest movie, Dumbo. So you can find us over at culturalstew.net, at culturalstewnet on Twitter, and culturalstew on Facebook. And if you want our personal social media info, head on over to our website, um, and you can find it in our info on each of us. Head on over and give us some criticism, some feedback. Talk to us on Facebook. Message us. Email us. Say nice things. Write something in a paper (laughs) airplane and throw it in our direction, and maybe the wind will hit us. Until next time. Enjoy. Ciao. Have a good week. The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazir, available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. Like what you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site, a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.